Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. A new homeless shelter opened in San Diego this week. Located in the Midway District, the shelter has 150 beds, and it's the first in the region to offer mental health and addiction services on site. About 8,400 people in San Diego County are experiencing homelessness, including 1,600 in downtown San Diego alone. Gary Worth covers homelessness at the UT. Gary, what can you tell me about this shelter? So the new shelter is actually uh, right behind a county psychiatric hospital on Rosecrans. You can't see it from Rosecrans, but uh, it's behind the building. Actually, you can see it pretty easily from uh, Pacific Highway. And if you're at the uh, Old Town Transit Center, it's a big, uh, what they call a sprung structure, which is the, the third one uh, of its type that the city of San Diego has. Uh, it's also the third one that the Opera Project is is running. Uh, so the uh, the unique thing about it is uh, for the first time, um, as I said, it's on county land. And also the county is providing uh, some behavioral health services, uh, mental health, uh, addiction help. Uh, they've contracted with Vista Hill uh, to provide those, those services. Uh, county's uh, paying like uh, $1.4 million um, for the, uh, that program. And uh, uh, city is uh, contracted with the Alpha Project for $4.8 million uh, to run it through uh, June of, uh, end of June of 2023. Uh, and that comes with $77 an item total. Well, the shelter opened Monday, and it seems like now the work is to get people to stay there. Based on your story, it seems like you went around with outreach workers. What was that like? Yeah, we went with uh, some um, an outreach team from Alpha Project that actually does work that district. So they were focused on that, that district because that's where the shelter is. Um, and uh, there are a number of homeless people uh, out there. So as we were talking uh, uh, about this shelter, it's specifically going to provide uh, services on site uh, for people with um, addiction issues, mental health issues. Uh, and um, now they're trying to get people in this shelter and that itself can be a challenge uh, because you know there's people who are living on a street in tents and um, they often don't want to go to shelters. So on Monday they had uh, already had a list of people who had agreed to go in. Uh, these are folks that they they know um, from over the years uh, from working with them. And uh, they said that they had agreed that they were going to take that step and try to get some some help. Uh, but while we were out, uh, sometimes we couldn't find some of the people that were on the list. And uh, sometimes people had changed their mind and they decided they weren't going to go in. Uh, and we did pick up a couple of people who actually would just happen upon and and they agreed to go in. Uh, the ironic thing was that while they're trying to find people to go into this new shelter, one of the guys in the van was just on the phone constantly with people who are calling who wanted to get in the shelter and then he couldn't because uh, there's a waiting list at the other shelters. So, you know, that, that tells you that, um, you know, there's really a need uh, and there's a broad spectrum of, of um, type of folks who are homeless. Uh, but the ones uh, who can be the hardest to reach, according to the outreach workers who are out there every day, uh, are the people who are living out on the sidewalks and in encampments and are kind of bogged down uh, with, um, you know, uh, the issues that they have. And they may not want to go into a shelter. They, you know, may want to go into housing or some other type of 
of a facility that they have, like a campsite, um, for instance. But um, yeah, it can be a challenge uh, getting uh, people to agree to go in. But by the end of the day, they got 15 people in, and that was the goal for uh, the first round. Uh, yeah, can you tell me more about how shelters work? I mean, are people allowed to stay an unlimited amount of time? Is it something they have to come back every day to sign up for? Just at a, on a really basic level, how does it work? Well, once you're checked into this one, you don't have to check in again. And there's uh, not a set stay about how long you you can stay in this shelter. Um, I think I've, I've heard some are try to get people out in 90 days, but um, uh, at this one, I'm, I'm told that they're they're not going to try to, you know, tell people to get out. There is a, uh, a curfew. You're supposed to be in by eight o'clock. Uh, you can leave as early as four in the morning. Some people have jobs uh, actually, and and they do get to go out. So, you know, they're they're not locked in all day, but um, they do not want them going out at night. Um, one of the outreach workers uh, told the guy that uh, had agreed to go in that uh, like nothing good happens on the street at 8 p.m. after 8 o'clock at night. So uh, we want you here where it's safe. Uh, will you talk to me a little more about shelter resistance? Some of the people you mentioned in your story didn't want to go for one reason or another. You know, what are some of the big reasons and, and what can be done to encourage people to go? Wow, that's a great question. Uh, what can be done to encourage people to go? Um, you, you hear a lot of uh, explanations for people who don't want to go. Uh, we talked to uh, a woman and she said she would go in, but she had a dog uh, that was that was uh, a bulldog and she said it was aggressive and would never uh, fit in well with the, uh, um, you know, the shelter environment. Uh, that's not to say that shelters don't allow uh, dogs. They do. They allow people to bring their pets in, but uh, she uh, that that was that was her reasoning for not do it. Um, you know, I've, I've heard that, um, you know, drugs are involved. People are doing drugs at night sometimes. Uh, and some outreach workers have told me, um, you know, that's why they don't want to go into a shelter where you can't go out at night. Uh, so although the shelters are low barrier, uh, though, it's, uh, you don't have to be uh, in a program. You don't have to be sober uh, to get into a shelter. They, they want to get people off the street. Um, still, some people make that choice and, and they want to, um, you know, stay out on the street. But it's not just that. Uh, an outreach worker was telling me on Monday that sometimes um, people have heard these stories about what it's like in a shelter, so they don't want to go in. They've heard, uh, you know, that it's not safe or that their property will get stolen. But inside, their property um, is secured. Uh, but I tell you, the reality is that on the street, um, every homeless person I think I've met has been robbed uh, at some time uh, just by being outside. Uh, so it's it's not safe to just leave your property outside. Uh, it, it is dangerous. Uh, people do get get uh, robbed all the time. Um, not to say it doesn't happen in a shelter. Somebody might rip somebody off in a shelter. I've heard of that. But um, you know, the, there there are secure places to lock your stuff up. But those are some of the reasons that you hear that people don't want to go in a shelter. I was kind of surprised to read that this is the first time a homeless shelter is going to offer um, mental health care and addiction services on site. Is that a new idea or just a new idea for our area? Oh, it's probably been in other areas uh, too. Uh, we have a 
uh, a harm reduction, a 50 bed harm reduction shelter that opened just in December, just down the road from this one that's on Sports Arena. Uh, and that is for people who are, um, uh, I believe it includes people who have mental problems, but who are active uh, users and harm reduction means uh, it's it's for people who may not be ready to go into an abstinence uh, program, but um, they're not uh, they they are willing to get off the street. Uh, so this is a different type of um, program that does have uh, these services right on site. Um, you know, uh, if you said you were surprised it was the first time to read it, you're not alone some people have uh, I, I think i saw a comment on one of my stories where somebody said why didn't they do this before and um yeah that's uh, that's often an issue i hear when somebody says that they're doing something new and innovative people might say why did it take you this long to think of that it seems like a good idea uh, well what else is on uh deck for i guess the shelter landscape and you know permanent housing for for formerly homeless and low-income people uh, so just today the uh, there was a press conference uh at a um what's called a safe parking lot uh, this one was in mission valley and uh, they were noting that um, they have just um, expanded the hours to be uh, 24 hours so people don't have to leave their lots, uh, leave the lot every day, every morning, uh, like I think at 6 a.m. or 7. And that was a real issue for people who were living in RVs. Um, I don't want to have to, you know, call an RV out uh, just every day. And that's what they were making them do. Uh, so um, uh, that's a that's a new thing. And on uh, just this Friday uh, at uh, Meridian Church in El Cajon, uh, the, uh, a nonprofit group called Amicus is going to open up the um, really the the county's first little cluster of um, of like cottages that are going to be on church property and people will live in in those. It will be for for women with uh, young children. So this is like an idea that um, you know people have talked about for a long time. Um, it is the first of its kind uh, to happen. Um, and when you talk to people who are living um you know, on sidewalks uh, who don't want to go into congregate shelters, they'll say that they would take something like that instead, or they'll take uh, like an organized campground, which is in some cities, not in San Diego yet. There's not not one that's that is in San Diego, um, but the county has provided a $10 million pool for cities around the county to come up with um, ideas for different types of shelters including campgrounds, including safe parking, and including tiny houses, uh, though. So because we, we don't have a lot of alternatives like that. Like I said, the, the Amicus uh, uh, village is going to be the first of its kind. But uh, you know, we, we've got a few parking garages, uh, I, I mean, uh, say parking lots, uh, and no campgrounds. Uh, they, are, um, they, they did open uh, a, a, a new uh, shelter just for for women downtown, uh, called uh, Rachel's Promise, uh, that that was uh, just this year, and they're going to open uh, sometime soon. I hear uh, something called a safe haven, and that would be for people who also are um, overcoming, you know, some addiction issues. But this will be non-congregate, meaning that people uh, won't be in one big room and bunk beds, but uh, maybe sharing a room. Uh, this possibly might open in a motel. For instance, but 
um, they haven't revealed anything other than saying for for weeks and weeks now that it's it's going to open any day. <laughs> so we're still waiting to hear when when that's going to be. So um, that's it for what's what's on the horizon. Um, it's hard to find a place to put shelters, um, uh, though. Uh, there's usually a lot of community resistance to them. Um, so uh, well, uh, another idea is like using the old library that's been closed for 10 years that uh, um, they're working at um, making sure the title is clear on that so that they can um, at least use it for a winter shelter by the end of the year because we don't uh, have much uh, inclement weather shelters uh, or a winter shelter program that would I think that would just be 25 beds so it's it's not going to be a really big shelter okay well sounds like a lot of things are in the works thanks so much Gary yeah, hey, thanks. Uh, I'll keep you posted. Whatever happens next, I'll talk to you then.